January 26th, 2021. Is WWE ahead of its time again as it abandons its DTC effort? When WWE launched the WWE Network in 2014, direct-to-consumer was not in the vocabulary for most traditional media companies and content creators. The idea that WWE could circumvent MVPD gatekeepers to make more money by offering significantly more value to its audience was met with skepticism from investors and industry executives alike. Never mind the concept of using first-party data and analytics to better serve and monetize its fan base. It turned out WWE was ahead of its time. As the WWE Network became accretive and peaked out at 1.8 million paying subscribers, the company gained new respect. Investors have since demanded all media companies examine DTC and industry peers look to emulate WWE. Seven years later, every legacy media company has launched a streaming service. It is through that lens that we examine yesterday's agreement between WWE and NBC Universal. WWE network subscribers stalled out well short of the company's goal of 3 to 4 million, and its loftier goals around data slash analytics never materialized. To be fair, content shortcomings in the past couple of years make it challenging to decipher what really went wrong vis-a-vis the WWE Network shortfall. However, the network story also highlights the challenges for content companies to develop the technical expertise to succeed in DTC and the continuing importance of both scale and cross-subsidization. The WWE Network strategy was not a failure. What we learned instead is that it was economically suboptimal versus simply being a content arms dealer. We still firmly believe in a direct-to-consumer streaming strategy. However, it requires far greater scale and resources, plus a different DNA than that of a content company. WWE won't be the last media company that will abandon its endeavors to become simply, quote, an arms dealer as part of a rebundling. Perhaps WWE is ahead of its time again. WWE is now just a content studio. Yesterday, WWE announced it was licensing the domestic WWE network to NBCU's Peacock in a five-year deal reported to be over a billion dollars. A network deal had been inevitable for exactly a year. In January 2020, when WWE co-presidents George Berrios and Michelle Wilson departed the company, Vince McMahon announced a transformative network deal was on the way. Challenges related to COVID-19 and poor ratings or content delayed a potential transaction. However, even as the company launched a free tier of the network and subscribers started to grow again, it was clear McMahon had not changed his plans. The hiring of Nick Khan as president and CRO who cut the Raw and SmackDown licensing deal at CIA, punctuated the strategy shift. WWE was going to simply be a content studio. 
the company's future was going to be fully reliant on larger media and tech companies' willingness to pay for WWE content. To be fair, most of WWE's profitability was already tied to licensing its content to third parties, especially the domestic MVPD ecosystem. Including international, the network was responsible for around $185 million of revenue, compared to 2021 revenue of around $580 million for Raw and SmackDown, with 450 being domestic, at a higher margin. However, WWE was also vertically integrated with the network. The company hoped that creating a direct relationship with its fans was going to unlock significant extra value with input on content decisions and marketing sales opportunities for other pieces of WWE's flywheel. WWE essentially pitched the Disney streaming story before Disney. That vision is over. DTC and streaming are hard. We have wrestled with the right strategy for the WWE Network for the past year, still enticed by the numerous potential benefits of DTC. However, we have come to accept that WWE was never going to fulfill the vision. WWE, especially George Barrios, thoroughly studied the Netflix playbook. Barrios knew that OTT was the future and understood the potential power of direct-to-consumer relationships. He also understood the necessary components to creating a successful DTC business, such as a robust recommendation engine, an analytics department, localized content, and UI, UX, and digital marketing expertise. However, WWE underestimated the path from understanding to execution. First of all, technology is not WWE's or any legacy media company's DNA. We are not saying it is impossible for an organization to develop new expertise. Disney Disney is certainly showing it's possible. That being said, it appears to be much easier for a technology company to add content than for a content company to add technology. A technology company can start by simply bidding for third-party content. To excel at DTC means hiring a significant amount of engineering talent, if you can pay them enough to entice them to join. And Netflix has thousands of engineers and technology slash product executives. Then it involves a retaining, retraining of organizational mindset with new goals, which sometimes have a longer time horizon. It felt like WWE was always falling behind in its objectives, whether in unlocking the power of data or rolling out a more powerful and localized version of the network. The other thing WWE did not appreciate is the power of bundling and cross-subsidization. We know that may sound funny coming from the team that coined hashtag good luck bundle. However, we never doubted the power of bundling. We just have known for years that the high-priced MVPD bundle was not sustainable. Nearly every scaled OTT player is offering a bundle. Netflix is a bundle of content with cross-subsidization playing an enormous role. Cross-subsidization allows for the ability to offer both niche content, like WWE, but also for the ability to have content that might have more occasional or casual appeal. 
Amazon offers a bundle, which includes much more than video content. When WWE planned for 3 to 4 million subscribers, the company likely overestimated its ability to convert more casual fans to the WWE network, even as it offered a far better deal than the historical pay-per-view model. The breadth-slash-diversity of content was simply not there to attract and retain the more casual WWE fan. Further rebundling and eventually M&A will follow. It is not to say that there isn't a place for some niche content subscriptions that can be profitable. However, most niche content, or professional video content in general, will find its way into much larger bundles. This process is already underway as evidenced by the Peacock WWE deal itself. Netflix is the bellwether and is adding significantly more content with direct appeal to segments or geographies, but which is finding interest among other subscribers across the globe. Disney has realized the necessity of bundling and cross-subsidization. Disney Plus itself is a bundle of its brands. However, Disney realized that for Disney Plus to truly scale, it needed broader content. That is why it did the Fox acquisition and why it is now either directly or synthetically bundling its general entertainment and sports properties into or alongside D+. We believe that most of the new streaming services are likely to do what WWE did, overestimating the power of their content to drive and retain subscribers and underestimating the difficulty of executing on the other critical aspects of DTC. At first, streaming services will continue to add more content and marketing to the extent they can afford. However, we believe many will ultimately give up and either become arms dealers like WWE or look to M&A. Even larger players will look for solutions. It is for that reason that we recommended AT&T and Comcast spin merge Warner and NBCU. Perhaps one day they will. The WWE Peacock deal makes sense for both sides. We believe WWE was going to get a network deal done in 2021. However, we were admittedly wrong about the partner. We believe there was momentum towards an ESPN deal last year and that it would ultimately be revived. We probably should not have been so surprised. NBCU and WWE have been close partners for a long time, with Raw airing on USA Network for 28 years, with NXT and several reality shows also on NBCU properties. At least in the near term, the WWE Peacock deal should be beneficial for both sides. For WWE, there were only two things that really mattered in any network's transaction the size of the deal or deals, and the promotional support of its partner slash visibility of its content. In terms of size, the Peacock Agreement is directly in line with our expectations. It is clearly accretive. We estimate that in year one, NBCU will pay approximately $185 million in licensing fees versus $135 million of domestic subscriber revenue We had estimated. Revenues might ultimately look a little different for accounting purposes, 
but let's go with these numbers. That $50 million of upside should have some offsets, though. WWE will probably take a hit on advertising and sponsorship revenue, with Peacock taking anything sold directly on the network and at least a piece of sponsorship for pay-per-view events. In fact, one long-term story for WWE was unlocking a sponsorship opportunity more in line with other sports. However, we believe Peacock may absorb much of that upside. On the content side, WWE will save on variable costs. Sorry, on the cost side, WWE will save on variable costs such as credit card fees, platform fees, CDNs, etc. However, it will be harder to rid of fixed costs. Content costs are likely going up as NBCU is expecting additional broad appeal content. Other fixed costs aren't going anywhere until international is resolved. The network content is already licensed in some larger markets like India and Canada, but it will likely take a long time for the rest of the world to find a home. In terms of getting the content watched, Peacock is a decent outcome compared to other services. It is clearly still in its infancy. The 26 million activations number is a gross mischaracterization of its engaged base. However, it will still bring more exposure for its most premium content than before. Comcast and Cox subs already have access, and more casual WWE fans are likely to subscribe as part of a bundle with a price point that is half of what WWE was charging directly. NBCU will also market WWE. One of the benefits of Peacock's relatively limited content is they need to promote what they do have, and that will be easy since they can cross-promote inside their other WWE content. We believe WWE may have gotten lost on ESPN+, especially as that service gradually brings more content over from ESPN and is already committed to UFC in the category. Fox A barely has any OTT content to bundle with WWE. The one upside to a Fox deal would have been the possibility of WrestleMania being aired on broadcast. NBCU does not have the rights to air any WWE content on broadcast at all, albeit they could utilize their cable network portfolio as Disney does with UFC pushing consumers to ESPN Plus for the main card. From NBCU's perspective, the deal also makes sense. Like every other legacy media streaming service, Peacock needs more content, but is fighting internal battles over content on legacy platforms. Bringing in unencumbered content solves the problem without creating new headaches. The WWE subscriber base is also predictable with upside. Domestic subscribers have hovered in the 1.1 million subscriber range now for about five years despite negative trends on linear. As we just said, at a lower price point with wider content, more WWE fans are going to subscribe. NBC's goal should be to convert every viewer of Raw. That show still does around 2 million viewers every Monday, even as ratings have fallen precipitously. Next, One of the key objectives for Peacock was to unlock digital advertising. 
the WWE Network will bring plenty of additional advertising inventory, as well as tentpole events for sponsorship. Again, WWE has under-monetized its sponsorship revenue, and at least some of that potential upside will transfer. Finally, it is no secret that WWE's television ratings are struggling. Fixing them will require better creative, which is on Vince McMahon, who retains creative control. However, having Raw in the WWE Network under the same umbrella will give Vince more content flexibility, which could be helpful. We doubt NBCU would mind if WWE moved over some marquee matches slash content from the pay-per-views to Raw in order to help turn things around.